Hello there and welcome to another episode of Izzy Talks. In today's episode I am talking about motivation and I try to offer a different perspective of what motivation is and how we can manage motivation in our own lives. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Izzy Talks podcast. I'm Mr. Izzy and I'm your host for today. And in today's episode, I'll be talking to you about motivation. However, during this talk, I'd like to try and break free from from the cliches and the commonly used approach towards this topic. You see, I understand that motivation is undoubtedly present in our everyday pursuits, uh, you know, our everyday tasks. And in learning English, it's no different, because the process of learning a new language is lengthy, and, and it demands a huge amount of devotion. And you can trust me on this. I know. Learners will face an ongoing battle to find motivation within themselves. You know, to to find the inspiration which is vital for them to stick to their goals. And for some more than others, the struggle to motivate themselves is more challenging. Although I believe that everyone faces demotivation at some point. Not only in English learning, but in, in every department of life. So today, I want to try and help you achieve a deeper realization of what motivation is and how we can manage motivation in our lives. And, um, well, you might think it's strange for me to use the phrase manage motivation, right? which, you know, for most people is, uh, motivation is influenced by external factors. But in fact, I believe it's, it's quite the opposite. So today, I hope I can influence um, your perception at least a little. So most of what I want to share with you comes from Dr. Jordan Peterson's book, uh, 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos. And obviously, my, most of my views are my own understanding of the topic. And uh, <laughs> I have to say that, you know, it's infinitely less sophisticated than Dr. Peterson's ideas. Obviously. <laughs> However, his book, as well as his lectures, have influenced how I contemplate motivation. And uh, they've helped me to understand how I can influence my own students into um, understanding themselves, how they can win the fight against demotivation. Because motivation fiercely tries to ambush us on a daily basis. It comes at us like a wild beast every day. And um, I also want to point out that as a teacher, I, I do believe that we are responsible, well, partly responsible for student motivation. 
but um, I don't want to go into into that uh, into the responsibilities and duties of a teacher. Uh, rather, I want to focus on self improvement, and I want to share with you how I've been able to keep myself more motivated than I used to be. Okay, so to start off, and uh, for the sake of this mental exercise, we must consider that. Most things in the world are opposites, by which I mean they come in pairs, right? So, for for, for instance, um, there is good and evil, uh, men and women, uh, hot and cold, light and darkness, right? And uh, the opposite that will guide. Our contemplation today, the pair that will guide our contemplation today, is order and chaos. Now, I'm sure that you might think to yourself, "What does order and chaos have to do with motivation?" So, to answer that question, we must first try to understand what order is and and what chaos is. So, briefly,、um, let's go over that. So. To begin, let's let's first look at order. What is it? Well, I understand that order is everything that's known to us. You know, it's it's the warmth of your home. It's that subject at school that we've studied a lot and and we know well and we feel we feel confident about it. Order is is being healthy and and knowing that everything is okay. It's the daily routine. Your daily routine without any unexpected events, you know, everything works out、uh, as planned. Order is is that your commute every morning that you take every morning, and you know it well. You know the way. Order is is when things are going right. Order is is being in a safe place. It's a path where where we've been before. It's everything that makes us feel comfortable and secure. Order is light. It's a good smell. It's、um, the clarity of mind, the sureness of of a decision well made. You know, and as I describe order, you must try to put yourself in in those situations and try to connect with the feeling that we get when everything is in order. So. So let's now move on to chaos. What is it? Well, chaos is quite the opposite. It's the unknown. It's like feeling a, a discomfort in your chest <laughs> and not knowing where it comes from, and you start to panic. You're like, What, "What's happening with me?" So, chaos is like being in the dark. It's like being, for example, imagine this: you're in the comfort of your home and. You're you're sitting on the couch, and and then suddenly you hear a noise outside, and for that split second your world is chaotic because you don't know what's going on, right? And and、uh, the distance from the couch to the window, so you can have a look outside. That short moment is chaotic. Chaos is is like an unbearable smell that you. You just don't know where it's coming from. K- 
chaos is taking the wrong exit and getting lost along the way. It's the unexpected events of our routine, which we're just not prepared for. Chaos is when things don't go as planned. It's an insecure place. Chaos is everything that's new to us. You know, things that haven't been discovered yet. Chaos is, is, chaos is not knowing what to do in a situation. When, when you feel lost. It's a feeling of hopelessness. It's the lack of, of, of ability to make a decision. So, so now that we have an idea of the concept of order and chaos, we must understand that order is essential for our existence. And it keeps us alive. Because the brain, our brain, seeks order as a safety mechanism. It, it takes refuge in what is known to us. Right? But chaos is also essential for our existence. Because without chaos, we would never discover anything new. We wouldn't take the chances necessary. And we wouldn't even come close to evolving. Because everything that evolves exceeds the barriers of what's known into the unknown. It, it breaks the barrier of order and steps into the unknown, into chaos. So to conclude this first part, the balance between, uh, between the two is, is key. It's essential, finding a balance between order and chaos. And it has a direct influence on motivation. Right, so let me give you a practical or let me help you with an example. Okay, imagine if Pedro Álvares Cabral, the, the, the Portuguese explorer who, who discovered Brazil, or actually any other navigator or any other explorer. Okay, and now for a second, imagine that, imagine if they hadn't sailed out into the open waters of the ocean. Okay, which, you know, clearly serves as a metaphor for, for chaos because the ocean is chaotic. The sea is like a wild beast, uncontainable by, by men. Okay, so, and especially at that time when, when there was no GPS and, and navigation depended solely on the reading of the stars and constellations. That's how they navigated. And at that time, people were very aware of the chaotic nature of the seas. Uh, and actually... In, in a Portuguese poem by, by Fernando Pessoa, he describes the sea, okay, he, he describes the sea as, as a force capable of um, inflicting great sorrow. So le let me read a section for you. He says, O salt-laden sea, how much of your salt is tears of Portugal? For us to cross you, how many sons have kept vigil in vain, and how many mothers have wept? So what does he mean by this? Well, salt-laden sea refers to the amount of salt in seawater. And when he says, how much of your salt is tears of Portugal, he, he's actually referring to the number of, the number of young sailors who, who um, lost their lives in, in the expeditions to find new land and, and to trade. 
So this short excerpt of, of the poem shows us that um, the seas were extremely feared at that time. And actually, well, it still is today. And with all the technology that we have today, the open ocean is still, still uncontainable. It's true and utter chaos out there. So imagine if any of these explorers hadn't set out into chaos. If they, if they had stayed home, they would never have discovered Brazil or any other new land. So these famous explorers, um, you know, they, they could have remained in dry land in, in their own countries where, where, it, where it was safe and, and where there was order. Established, organized and secure order. But no, no, they, they weren't happy with that. They weren't satisfied. So they had, uh, they wanted to find new land. They wanted to conquer new ground. And, and for that, they had to set out into chaos. What's interesting is that after having set out to find new land, the first thing these explorers did was to establish order when they found new land. So as soon as, as, as they, they found, they conquered this new, new land, they started to establish customs and rules and and law and a society and eventually a country why is that well because order guarantees survival so to conclude this section contemplate on this without chaos there's no growth there's no evolution you cannot evolve without stepping into chaos and that's what the explorers did they stepped out or they sailed out into chaos so without chaos there's no growth and without order nothing survives so as soon as they found new land they had to establish order otherwise they would lose their new land or, or, or someone would come along would come along and establish their order and they would lose what they had conquered. So without order, nothing survives, nothing subsists. Okay? So we basically we need to find balance between order and chaos within our lives. So as we've just seen, both of them, both of them are essential. And we need to find balance. And the proposal the proposal for today is that we do this by observing a few steps okay so we're going to try and find balance between order and chaos within our lives and uh, we're going to do that by observing a few steps so number one set yourself goals okay set yourself goals because without goals we are sailing in chaos without knowing where to go you're sailing aimlessly you're in the you're in the open sea waters and you have no navigation aid whatsoever you don't know where you're going so you need to set yourself goals and to bring this metaphor to the reality of english students we can say that um, 
you know, it's a good thing that you've set out to face the unknown. You, you've, as English students, you've set out into chaos, into the open seas of, of the English language. Because when you, when you try to learn a new language, it's, it's like you're stepping out into chaos. You know nothing, right? It's, everything is unknown to you. You, you leave behind the order of, of your own comfort zone to face the chaos of learning a new language. And, you know, English students, they've, they've done that. So that's great. But you need to set yourself goals. You need to know where you're going. You need to know how to navigate. So first of all, set yourself goals. And, and actually, you know, I'm talking about English students, but this applies to all your endeavors in life. So I want you to think to yourself, um, what is my goal? Is it to learn English? Well, if you've answered yes to that question, then let me help you look from a different perspective. Okay, so bear with me for a second, because learning English isn't your goal. It shouldn't be, because English is the bridge to your goals. It's like the stepping stones for you to reach your goals. Speaking English, um, we can say that it will be the result of the process that you're going through. A process that you're going through to capacitate you to achieve your goals. Okay, so it's like a bridge. English is your bridge. But, okay, so what is my goal then? Well, consider this, okay? Look, uh, what was the objective of the explorers when they sailed out into the oceans? What was their objective? I can tell you that it, it certainly wasn't to, to discover new land. That wasn't their objective, because although we might think that, okay, we might, we might think that it was their objective to find new land, but this objective is, is, is quite simplistic, don't you think? You see, I, I believe that their objective was actually to expand their kingdoms. That was the objective. For instance, the, the kingdom of Portugal, um, they wanted to expand the kingdom, the empire, and they wanted to establish new order in new land. That was their objective. It was much greater than simply finding new land. But establishing order was only possible when they did find new land. So we, we have to, to apply the same idea to our lives. We have to set ourselves goals, which are greater than just learning English, because learning English is your stepping stones it's it's your your bridge so for instance uh, through english what what will what will you achieve what will you be what will you be able to conquer when you're speaking english will you be able to to find a better job maybe 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 you be you'll have the ability necessary to find a better job maybe with english or through english you can earn a better salary 
or get a promotion, maybe. Well, um, will you be able to, to apply for higher education somewhere? With English or through English, you can apply for higher education in many different uh, English-speaking countries. Is that your goal? Will you be able to, to do an exchange program? Right? So, again, um, this serves for every area of your life, okay? Not only for English students. So, I'm giving examples for, you know, learning English and, and uh, your goals for when you achieve that um, that ability of speaking English, but you can apply this to all areas of your life. So determine what is your bridge and determine what is your goal. Expand your goals. Okay? Think of your goal and then decide what bridges you have to cross to achieve those those goals. So, getting a promotion, for example, might be for you what expanding kingdoms was for the explorers. It might be the same, the same, um, the same value. So, getting a promotion for you might be the same as you know expanding expanding kingdoms were for the explorers. Uh, so that's that that was their goal, and your goal is getting a promotion. And English, learning English, might be to you the same as the ships were for the explorers. Because they needed the ships to achieve their goals. Just as you need English to achieve your goals. So their ships capacitated them to achieve their goals. And English can be what capacitates you to achieve your goals. So now I ask you again, what is your goal? And uh, once you've answered that, once you've set yourself realistic goals, then and only then you're ready to set out into chaos. But this time, you know where you're going and you know how to get there. So set yourself one, two or, or even more goals that you want to achieve. Through English, what do you want to achieve? Or through any, any other thing in your life. Know where you're sailing to. So, so that, you know, the journey through chaos can bear fruit and, and that in the future you, you can live in established order. So, number two, next step is to define a routine. Okay, so number one, set yourself goals. Number two, define a routine. You need a routine because your daily routine keeps you sane. You know, it's extremely difficult to have a healthy life without a routine. And I dare say that having a routine is a characteristic of, of, of lucidity, of rationality, of, of um, sanity. So, um, look, think of all the most irresponsible reckless, negligent, and, and even foolish people that you know. Think of them for a second. And now ask yourself, uh, do these people have a well-structured routine? Most probably not. So if we've agreed so far that order is what keeps us alive, then consider your routine as your established order. Okay, so if order is what keeps us alive, then 
I invite you to, to consider your routine as your established order. That's how important it is. Okay, so insanity is, is deep chaos without order. And having a routine um, sends the message to the world that you're steady, you're structured, and, and people can count on you. You're responsible. Having a, a, a routine makes you a reliable person. Okay, so that's the importance of having a routine. Now, how, how do you start? Well, um, do you have a well-structured routine? If not, then... First, think about setting a routine for you to wake up every morning. And what I mean by that is set a time for you to wake up every day. Start by choosing a time and, and stick to it, okay? Be faithful to yourself. And um, if at the beginning you feel like you can't stick to a routine, at least start off with this. Set yourself a wake-up time. But you must understand that staying true to the routine um, regulates your rhythm. And a, a regulated rhythm helps you man maintain your mood and your disposition if, to do things in life. You know, um, amongst other factors, because being regulated helps in many other areas, your health and things like that. So... Sticking to your routine, staying true to your routine regulates your rhythm. And a regulated rhythm helps you to, to maintain your mood, your disposition. And, and your mood consequently helps you to, to be strong, to be solid in order to reach your, you know, your daily endeavors, your daily goals. So if your rhythm, your mood and your disposition is regulated then you become stronger and more effective when dealing with everyday struggles. It's not rocket science. It's quite simple, actually. So after you've set yourself a wake-up time every morning and after you've... and, and sticking to it, because it's important for you to set yourself a wake-up time and stick to it, okay? Okay, so now, after you've done that, it's time to eat something in the morning. And you, you might think, well, this is very simplistic, isn't it? Actually, it's symbolic. Look, set yourself a wake-up time every morning, and after that, eat something in the morning. It's, it's just as important as, as setting yourself a time to get up. Train yourself to at least respect your body. Because you need food. Even if you don't feel like it, if, even if you, if, if you don't feel like you need it, I can tell you that 12 in every 10 doctors, that's right, 12 in every 10 doctors will agree that you need food to nourish your body. If you don't feel like you need food in the morning, it's, it's because your, your, your body is making up for the lack of food in some other way. Oh, but you might say, oh, but, you know, I don't feel hungry in the morning. Well, it doesn't really matter. You shouldn't eat because you're hungry. You should eat so you don't feel hungry. So, eat something in the morning. Start planning your routine that way. You know, respecting your body, feeding your body, and, and so that, you, you know, you have the energy to face the challenges of, of the day. 
So set yourself a wake up time and understand that you need to at least respect your body in its most basic and fundamental needs, which is food. Okay, this is symbolic. I repeat, it's symbolic. And when you've done that, now you're ready to start thinking about the rest of your day. Okay, so now you can plan the rest of your daily routine. Okay, but how do I structure our routine? Well, think of think of a perfect day, okay? Balanced in, in pleasure and responsibilities. And then plan a routine that helps you achieve your, your, your goals. Remember, we set goals in, in the previous um, point. We've, we've set ourselves goals. And uh, now we're going to, to plan a routine that helps me achieve those goals. So um, your routine needs to focus on the goals that you've set for yourself. And your goals should dictate your routine. Okay, so analyze your routine now. And I want you to, to discard everything that doesn't contribute to your goal. So th think to yourself, what do you do on a, ba on a daily basis that prevents you from reaching your goals? What do you do on a daily basis that prevents you from getting closer to your goals? What things do you do that, you know, instead of helping you get closer to your goals, it, in fact, it, it only drives you apart. And, um, you know, the... It could be, what, laziness or lack of study or, you know, preferring to, to go to a party when you, when you should be studying or working even. You know, it's the huge amount of time you spend on, on social networks or your overall love for free, unproductive time. <laughs> so I want you to analyze and discard everything that prevents you from, from moving forward towards your goal. Okay, but you know, remember that this is important to say. Remember that your your routine can't be a prison, because if you if you build yourself a prison, a pr a prison routine. On the second day, you just drop out and you give up on everything, and and you know, and, and go play video games. So your routine can't be a prison. Okay, so create a routine that you can look at and say. This would be an ideal day. This would be a perfect day for me. Okay, so once you've done that, allow yourself, you know, um, well, allow yourself video game time. Allow yourself free time when you play, when you plan your routine. You have to balance uh, the right amount of free time with the right amount of responsibilities. Negotiate with yourself. So, you know, when you're planning your routine, say, okay, look, um, I want to play a video game for at least uh, 45 minutes. Okay. But then I have to study for an hour or two hours. All right. So I'll study for two hours and then I'm allowed to play video game for 45 minutes. So negotiate with yourself because... A routine without fulfilling its responsibilities is, you know, simply stupid. If during the day um, you don't fulfill your responsibilities, it's, it's a useless day. It's just, you know, stupid to do that. 
So find the balance. Find the balance in responsibilities and free time and things that you like doing. Because at the end of the day, you have to end your day better than, than when you started. So, you know, so that at the end of the day, you're one step closer to your goal. And anything else than, than moving forward is a waste. You have to understand that, that anything else than moving forward is a waste. It doesn't matter how far you move forward as long as, long as you do move forward. So don't waste your days. Your routine should be pleasant. Determine times to start and end each activity of your day and stick to it. Okay. Remember that your routine shouldn't be your dictator. It should be your assistant. So uh, let me tell you a, a short account from my own experience. Right. I have an eight year old daughter and uh, at this age, they, they don't really have a clear perception of time and, you know, how fast it goes by. And <laughs> she actually acknowledges that she doesn't have any notion of time. And uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, she's been having um, online classes and her routine was, you know, all over the place. It was a mess. So we, we sat down and we planned her routine together. And uh, she now understands that she not only has an exact time, an exact time to, to start an activity, but she also knows that well, at what time she, she must have the activity done. You know, she knows what time she has to start and she knows what time she has to end the activity. And then she knows that after having finished the activity, she can move on to the next one. So we, we determine times to start and end activities. OK. And, um, you know, she she often says to me, hey, dad, um, come and call me when when my online classes are about to start. And uh, I tell her, well, look, you have 10 minutes left. OK. And then, you know, she often replies, well, I don't really have any notion of what that means, dad. So although I think it's actually very cute when she says that, but as a parent, I have to I have to help her understand her responsibilities and I have to help her develop an awareness of time so what I do is I set up a routine and and she knows that after lunch she has to to go and brush her teeth and then she sits down to do her homework in and, and she has one hour to do her homework and then she she starts classes at 2 p.m. so she knows the process and uh, you know it's important planning and sticking to to your routine is fundamental for for a child's up upbringing. It's essential. And actually, psychologists say that having a well-defined routine and sticking to it makes children feel more secure and protected. Okay, so if we go back to the, to the metaphor that we used earlier, we can say that having clear goals means knowing where you're sailing to. Okay, and establishing a routine means knowing what to do to achieve that goal. And, and that's what's going to motivate you. So setting yourself goals means knowing where you're going. Establishing a routine means knowing what to do, what bridges to cross to achieve your goal. That's what's going to motivate you. Okay, so this is where I answer the question, what does order and chaos have to do with motivation? 
the question that began our talk today. Well, motivation doesn't come naturally. Okay, so that's the first thing we need to understand. It doesn't come naturally. It needs work. And as humans, what motivates us are results. But not any kind of results. Okay, the results that most have an influence on our motivation are those that have some kind of personal benefit for ourselves. Okay, so, so like, have you ever heard the question, um, what's in it for me? Or what do I get out of it? Okay, these questions are common. And uh, actually, these questions, they, they practically govern why we do things. In our subconscious, we, we ask ourselves these questions all the time. Like, what's in it for me? So, so to be motivated, we need to see results. We need to feel that we're, we're moving forward and we're evolving. Because without goals, it's, it's practically impossible to assess your results. You need to know where you're going so uh, to assess if you're getting closer to it or not. If you don't know where you're going, then how can you assess the results? It's like, think of a football team, right? A football game. Um, how do you know if a football team is winning if you don't keep score? Imagine football without a goal. There, there would be no point in playing, right? Imagine the chaos. <laughs> Players running around after a ball with, with, with no objective whatsoever. So it's, it's like taking a car, right? And driving around without a, a destination in mind. At one point or another, you, you get tired of driving because you never get anywhere. And you, you're probably going to run out of gas. Can you imagine the chaos? So without a routine, we depend on luck to achieve our goals. It's, it's a mere accident if we do achieve our goals. So in the process of learning English, um, being motivated is much simpler. You know, create yourself a study routine and, and set yourself realistic goals for, for when you're fluent. So when I'm fluent, what am I going to be able and capacitated to achieve? So create yourself a study routine, set realistic goals for when you have the ability to speak independently. That's, what's, that's what motivates a student. So basically, because the struggles to overcome in English, you have to imagine, imagine them like little fences that you have to jump over. It's like an obstacle course, right? For instance, um, a new grammatical structure that you finally understand or an expression or maybe an idiom that we learn or, you know, some words that, that we can use during a conversation. These are small fences that we jump over every day. These are small everyday results that can be easily recognized. So the barriers that you know need to be overcome in English are small and, and they can be overcome daily. So the student feels a much more evident evolution and, and he, can, uh, he or she can keep track of a much more evident daily result. So 
the fences or the obstacles that you have to, to climb over and to overcome in English are, they're small and, and you can keep track of them daily. And that's excellent because that helps you to motivate yourself. Motivate yourself. So establishing a, a study routine helps you to, to achieve goals more quickly and more frequently. And in order to satisfy our, our human need for results. So when you set yourself, um, when you plan for yourself a, a study routine, it helps you to achieve your goals more quickly, right? And more frequently. And, and that consequently satisfy satisfies your human need for results because humans need results so in conclusion we can say that motivation depends on you okay and as a teacher for example i i can influence you i can influence you with my motivation but i certainly cannot motivate you you need to motivate yourself and you can do that by starting with these small steps that I've just told you. So set yourself goals and stick to a routine. Again, set yourself goals and stick to a routine. Define what you want to achieve through English. Imagine yourself speaking English in the future, okay? And imagine what you'll be able to do with the skill of speaking English. Think about what other goals you can achieve because of English. Okay, what other goals can you achieve because of the English language? Now, define your routine and establish moments of study that will help you achieve these goals. It doesn't have to be a prison, remember that. It has to be pleasurable. It doesn't have to take up all of your free time either. You, you can start off by 10 minutes a day. So say to yourself, for 10 minutes every day, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to study. Start off by 10 minutes. That's okay. And, and next week, switch to 12 minutes and so on. Okay. So everything we need to motiv motivate ourselves is in our own actions. Don't sabotage your journey. Respect yourself and do everything you can to achieve a balance between the order necessary for you to live and the essential chaos for you to conquer new land and evolve. Listen, respect yourself, and do everything you can to achieve a balance between order, which is necessary for you to live, and the essentiality of chaos for you to conquer new land and evolve. So finally, think about the following. There is a deserved label on humanity that we are broken products. And, you know, I believe that this is a fact. And Christians, um, for instance, understand that we are flawed. And, and because we're flawed, because we have distanced ourselves from God through sin. And, uh, you know, therefore we, we, we are tainted and we must seek throughout life to repair what sin has done to us, but not by our, and, and what sin has done to us by our own choice, by our own actions. So we are imperfect and flawed. And that doesn't change if you believe in God or not, right? Because you have to agree, even if you don't believe in God, if you, if you prefer to take God out of the equation, then 
will continue to be the only living beings on this planet who, even though we we are we we are aware of the disastrous consequences of some decisions that we we might take, we still choose them nonetheless. We still choose these disastrous um, um, decisions. We are the only ones who on earth who are aware of of the suffering and yet we choose to employ suffering on our own species so you can take god out of the equation that's okay but we're still imperfect we choose evil over good consistently not only against other people but against ourselves we choose what's bad for us all the time because we're flawed, we're imperfect, we're inco incoherent. We're a plague many times. And that nature, our nature of being imperfect, incoherent, flawed, it turns against us. Against us. It turns against us every day. So we often choose what hurts us and what, what, what keeps us from... from getting what we need and uh, we often choose what prevents us from achieving our goals and you know it's important that we create an awareness of our nature we have to understand what we're like and only then can you fight against your nature because it's like an addiction right and if you think about an alcoholic um Alcoholics only begin to fight their problem when they're aware that they have a problem. Okay, so you, you first need to admit, look, I have a problem and I need to work on this. And this is what we have to do also. We have to be aware of, of our nature, our imperfect, incoherent, flawed nature. And then we can start fighting against it. And, and to fight against it means to respect yourself to take care of yourself, you know, as you would take care of a child. Because when you're taking care of a child, you give them the best. You, you, you protect them. So give the best to yourself. Define routines and set goals. You have to respect what God created. Accept the role you have in the world. Respect the role you have in the world. Understand your responsibilities. You have to be effective and indispensable for your community. You have to become efficient and productive. Don't be a burden to those around you. Don't blame others for your incompetence. You have to understand your mistakes. You have to, to understand your failures and, and discard everything that doesn't make you progress. Because a stable mind, a structured life, a balance between the tranquility of order and the adrenaline of chaos is surely what will motivate you. Okay? So, for me, I want to close this talk by saying that this has helped me to motivate myself and to keep myself motivated. And a, a few years ago, um, when 
when I started reading Dr. Jordan Peterson's book and, and I watched some of his lectures, I understood that I had to set my life in order. I had to organize my routine and, and to set myself realistic goals, um, short, short-term goals and long-term goals. So I've been much more productive since then. And I would like to invite you to do the same. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That always helps us to, to, to make the project more visible so other people can benefit from this listening exercise. Okay, so thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.